in the ongoing effort to avoid commercials on our show, we bring you a commercial from us. My subby and I have created a boutique adult toy store on my website. We have handpicked items that are low cost and show up on your doorstep with all of your other Amazon packages. Make sure though that you open them, not your kids. Go to kristenkellogg.com or find the link in the notes of this episode. We will get a percentage of the sales from the items exclusively on my storefront. You get some special items to enhance your FLR and we all win without a stupid ass commercial. People tend to associate a female-led relationship with cuckolding. And while the two do go together hand Mm -hmm. in hand, cuckolding does not have to be part of a female-led relationship. It is a totally different dynamic that can be added to a female-led relationship, but is not necessary to have a female-led relationship. Absolutely. This podcast is intended for mature audiences only. If you are not 18 years of age or older, there are thousands of other podcasts you can listen to, and you can come back and visit us when you are 18. This podcast is meant solely for entertainment. We are not licensed doctors, lawyers, or therapists. We simply have a fascination with the lifestyle, and I'd love to share it with you and get your thoughts and opinions. Hey everyone, join me on my journey from living a 100% vanilla life to tiptoeing into a whole new world I never knew existed. Exploring a life that puts a whole new spin on sex and its meaning to me. From chastity devices and cup holding to my experiences and the lifestyle, I have met some amazing people and had some crazy experiences and learned a lot about myself along the way. Welcome to Christine's FLR Podcast. Welcome back to the frozen fucking tundra. Mm-hmm. I am not in my normal black tank top today. I'm in a hoodie because I am frozen. It's pretty chilly, hey? We left Florida and it was 82 degrees. Mm-hmm. Oh, look at you tear up. <laughs> It was negative 11 when we got home. Yeah. Yeah. What do you do? Freeze to death. Your face hurts. Your boogers freeze. All the things. Mm -hmm. For any of you that may not know, we just got back from Florida from attending PodFest. It was pretty life-changing. Pretty fantastic. Pretty overwhelming. Yeah. A lot of information. Before I... Okay, so first, if you listen to last week's episode, we kind of went over what we took away from PodFest, how fantastic it was, the people we connected with, things like that. And we also talked a little bit about pegging. And I did say that I was going to do a more deep dive. (laughs) And I didn't even realize how punny I am on pegging more. And I don't want to do that this week because a fantastic listener sent me a podcast to check out from an, I believe it was from an MD, but I haven't had the time to quite look into it this past week. has been crazy coming home from Florida and getting things back to where they need to be. So I would like to give that episode a listen prior to doing my deep dive on pegging. So this week, because this is a question that came up a lot at PodFest, what is a female-led relationship? And I want to talk about what it is to me, maybe what specific definitions would be if you were to Google it. 
And since my fantastic subby, who is multitasking right now, is mm-hmm. with me, um, I also want to touch on why would a woman want a female-led relationship or why would a man want a female-led relationship? So we're going to dive into that a little bit. Is there any housekeeping issues? I guess I'm not sure. Well, there's a lot going on in 23 and some some things that are going to be upcoming. I don't know if we really need to get into a whole bunch of stuff, but, and, you know, we'll just, we'll address them as they kind of come closer. Oh, uh, real quick. If you did listen to last week's episode, I talked about an app called Owl. Mm. I am going to take a Zoom call to learn how to use that better. And then I will list the links. And if you missed last week, Owl is an app where you can call me and talk to me for a set amount of time. I think right now it's like a dollar for 10 minutes. I'm giving it a test run just to see it might be a good way to connect with you. And if, you know, if you have specific questions about something or just want to talk to somebody for a second because Mm -hmm. it's been a rough day or I don't know, Mm -hmm. whatever the reason you may want to talk to me can be. It's kind of nice because it gives the flexibility, like you don't have to schedule a Zoom call with someone. They don't have to like pay for an hour of something or or chunk out an hour of of a schedule to to do this. Like you can call. Yep. 10 minutes, quick so, thing, whatever. Yeah, I just set my availability on there to live. And then it, the app allows you to get a notification when I'm live. And um, I can go live. I don't, I guess I haven't looked real in depth on how long I can go live. Um, but like this first time I did it, I went live for an hour. So, and you can just call and I, I think you can do up to an hour. I also haven't looked into that. I'm hoping that this Zoom call that I take partake in mm-hmm. today will explain a lot of that. So let's talk about what is a female-led relationship. Yeah. Oh, was that to me? No. Oh. I just sometimes like to look at you. Oh. A female-led relationship is pretty pretty specific. I mean, it's kind of all in the name. It's mm-hmm. a female-led relationship. Historically, men have been in charge of the relationship. But in a female-led relationship... The female is in control, uh, finances, she can delegate chores, things like that. In doing some research, because I wanted to educate myself a little bit more, mm-hmm. one takeaway that I got from a few articles that I read, and I just skimmed them, but I think one of the be- bigger benefits that I take away from a female-led relationship than a traditional relationship is that prior to beginning a female-led relationship, you sit down and discuss and communicate what that relationship is going to look like. Mm -hmm. So you discuss boundaries, control, how much control the the female chooses or how much control you both agree on. So it's agreed upon, which I think is a big misconception about female led relationships is that the woman is just in control and the man is abused. Yeah. Like like she's, you know, steamrolled the whole thing and the guy doesn't have any, anything to say or whatever. I mean, imagine how much better traditional relationships would be if people sat, if the couple sat down and talked about, you know, roles, even if it's an equality or, you know, even if the the man is in control of a male led relationship or a patriarchal relationship, which most traditional relationships I think are as Mm -hmm. 
they work, but it's all about communication and consent. So that is the biggest takeaway that, you know, if you're new to this podcast and you're listening and you're like, what is a female-led relationship? Just know that it is consensual. There Abs- has to be consent. Absolutely. It, I mean, that has to do with the communication too. So, And interestingly enough, you know, a lot of people haven't heard about female-led relationships and I hadn't either until you waltzed mm-hmm. into my life, turned everything upside down in a good way. Sorry about that. Uh, don't be sorry. I'm oh. done. When we were taking these classes at PodFest, a lot of them are marketing, how to market your podcast or how to market your thing that you are selling with your podcast, whether it's a service, coaching, whatever. It's very interesting to me because while female-led relationships are not common, uh, marketers, advertisers, all these people, they target women Mm -hmm. because women do most of the buying. Mm -hmm. And even for men's products, they still target women because Mm -hmm. the women are buying the men's products for them. Case in point, who bought my cologne? Oh, I did. Right. But I mean, we're in a female-led relationship. Right. But yes. But I mean, in general, mm-hmm. that would probably happen anyways, no yep. matter what our, our label is. That right. Would, that would probably have happened anyways, mm-hmm. because I mean, just for me, you know, I, I would prefer that you picked that out because I'll wear anything, mm-hmm. you know, within reality. But it doesn't really matter to me. I would. I wanted you to pick out something that you... Well, I mean, that would, just makes logical would, sense. I mean, in theory, you should pick out my perfume too. Because, Well, yeah. no, because I like the way certain things smell. Right. And you pretty much like the way everything smells. But the biggest takeaway that I took from the research that I did is that a female-led relationship is really centered on communication. Mm-hmm. And I know that. I mean, we've discussed it. But... I, it just kind of was like a realization to me that can you imagine what traditional relationships would be like if everyone sat down and communicated what their goals and, you know, boundaries and things like that are for their relationship. I think a lot of time in traditional relationships, you get lost in the moment or the new relationship energy and you go along with things that you're maybe not normally okay with right and this is very centered in each person expresses what they want what they're looking for and it's female-led mm-hmm. that was kind of a lengthy description of a female-led relationship but yeah but i think we covered it you also just as a quick sidebar when sitting down to discuss your dynamic of your female-led relationship there are multiple levels of control that can be taken i don't want it to be misconstrued that you know, you're in a female-led relationship and you as the female control everything mm-hmm. because that can be overwhelming. Fuck, I was overwhelmed and he didn't even ask me to control everything right from the beginning. Right. So there are my, there are levels and I've done episodes in the past on the different levels, but I mean, you, you can have something simple and easy and maybe less overwhelming to handle and increase. I mean, everything can evolve over time. Mm-hmm. Our our relationship has evolved significantly oh, since it started. 100%. And things have changed. Another thing I would like to touch on too very quickly is people tend to associate a female-led relationship with cuckolding. And while the two do go together hand mm-hmm. in hand very well, much like chastity, mm-hmm. Cuckolding seems to be more attached to a female-led relationship. And I just would like to state that there are so many monogamous 
women living a female-led relationship. Cuckolding does not have to be part of a female-led relationship. It is a totally different dynamic that can be added to a female-led relationship, but is not necessary to have a female-led relationship. Absolutely. You know, one doesn't absolutely have to do with the other, but they both can coexist. Mm -hmm. So, And, you know, in addition to that, too, people hear female-led relationship and they automatically kind of tie it to BDSM or, you know, a dominant woman is different Mm -hmm. than a dominatrix. That is one thing, too, that was glaringly clear to in talking to people and things like that. I think a lot of people associate a dominant woman or you you say, you know, I'm the dominant in our relationship that automatically leads them to dominatrix. Like I'm the right. dominatrix in our relationship. And they're two very different things. Right. I mean, Again, similar, but right. different. Right. Again, neither has to do with each other. Mm-hmm. However, they can coexist mm-hmm. on whatever level you choose in your relationship to do. Yeah. And again, that can evolve as you go. Absolutely. Now, this is kind of your area of expertise here, Savvy Hubby. Mm-hmm. Um, as I've stated before, and most of the articles that I've read, these dynamics, the female-led relationship dynamic, is generally pursued more by men than women. Mm-hmm. What are the benefits of being a submissive male? So let me tell you some of the things that... I found, and then you tell me if you would agree or disagree. Okay. And these articles more reference submissive as beta male as opposed to, you know, submissive. But I think they're kind of the same. And they kind of compared the difference between a beta male and an alpha male. Mm -hmm. But these are just some of the takeaways that I thought were interesting. So a submissive man or a beta male knows who they are as a person And doesn't want to be anyone else. They're comfortable in their own skin Mm -hmm. and how they choose to live their life. They are respectful and kind and they treat others as they would like to be treated. Mm -hmm. And they care about their partner in bed. I think that is Mm -hmm. the biggest thing I have noticed between a submissive, between you as my submissive and past partners. Right. You are probably the only person that I have ever been with in my past. Mm -hmm excluding recently, mm-hmm. that really gives a shit about my needs or wants in right. the bedroom. Speaking on that for a minute, you don't have to necessarily be a submissive man to pay attention to the woman in, in bed. I think I think that that's probably just a good relationship. Right. You know, I think when in bed, your focus should be the other person, mm-hmm. whether you're the man or the woman. Mm-hmm. So I don't know that that's a submissive dominant thing necessarily, but you can absolutely apply that to it. Well, yeah. and I, I really think that any of these things, really, if we're, there is a aspect of them that could be put into play in a, in a traditional relationship that would benefit the people in that relationship significantly. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, communication is, I mean, I like to say it's key because it's, it is, but mm-hmm. cun- communication is important in any relationship, whether it is um, a female-led relationship or just a standard traditional relationship. You have to communicate with your partner. One of the other things that I did find that really made me think of you is beta males or submissive men tend to appreciate things much more. And that is one other thing that stuck out with you is Mm -hmm. that you are so much, so much more appreciative of the things I do or, you know, the things that we have or whatever than anybody I've ever been with in the past as well. Now, I don't know if that's your submissive side or if that's just because of past experiences in your life or how that works. But that is one thing that stuck out about you for sure. That's a great point, whether it's just part of my submissive or just 
you know, part of my, my, my past or whatever. I think that it could be a little bit of both. Mm -hmm. Maybe I think that again, almost all of these could apply to just a normal relationship, to be honest. Right. Mm -hmm. So if you're not, if you're not appreciative, I hate that word. Yeah, but I mean traditional, whatever you want to yeah. say. I don't know 50, why. 50, I don't equal. know why normal is such a trigger word for me. I don't know yeah. what it is. I just I don't know if it's because my entire life I've tried to be normal. And who the fuck defines what normal is? Anyway, right. You, you continue on. I didn't mean to interrupt you. No, it's okay. I mean it's uh, my fucking podcast. It is your fucking podcast. <laughs> I just wanted to say that all these really could apply to any relationship because I think that a a good relationship, no matter what label you want to put on it. Mm-hmm has all of these things. It has, you know, the communication. It has the giving a shit about each other, you know, each other being the focus. The on all, all of these things, all of these foundational things should be in all relationships. Mm-hmm. And I think when when the relationship lacks those things, you know, I, I'm not qualified to label it as an unhealthy relationship, but that is probably a relationship that is going down a path of splitting up, whatever that looks like. Mm-hmm. So I think that health, healthy, and I'm not qualified to say that, but healthy relationships have all these things, again, no matter what label you want to put on them. What would you say the biggest benefits of our female-led relationship are for you as a submissive? I would say that the the easy, quick answer is that my my submissive needs are met, but that's not necessarily it. And, and, you know, I'll circle back again to all these things that you just talked about, these, these elements that I get to enjoy a relationship that has our level of communication. It has our, our level of giving a shit about each other, putting each other first. There are things that I don't have to think twice about Mm -hmm. in a relationship with you. From the outside, it doesn't look like we have anything different than anybody else. That's so true. You know what I mean? It mm-hmm. just looks like we have a, a healthy relationship. So, mm-hmm. you know, what we do on the on the peripheral is is our thing to do, mm-hmm. right? And those things I enjoy as well. I look forward to, you know, whether things happen or not happen doesn't disqualify all of the other elements that that we've talked about as far as, you know, being foundational blocks. So I, I just enjoy our relationship as as a whole. You know, I, I enjoy not stressing about things when it comes to us. Yeah. I You know, when it comes to things that need to get done or help, you know, getting something done or me forgetting something because you usually pick up where I left off and you usually know what I'm going to forget. <laughs> you just take care of the thing, you know. And those are things that I genuinely appreciate. Which kind of leads me into why women succeed in an FLR. Like why? Right. Why do women succeed in a female-led relationship? Mm -hmm. This is not, let me preface this by saying, I'm not saying all women are better than men at this or all women are the best at this. I'm not saying that, but go ahead. I was just going to say there are no, you know, complete. Right. Like in any of this. Yeah. This is just me stating things that historically women do better than men. Mm -hmm. Now, again, there are men out there that probably would blow me out of the water on some of these things. And that's great. 
women, I think, are a little bit better at multitasking. Mm -hmm. And I don't know where I read this, but I'm quite sure I read it somewhere. Women's brains are, I mean, obviously men and women have different brain structure. Mm -hmm. We are built differently. Mm -hmm. And women generally succeed better at multitasking. Our brains are wired to be able to do that. Now, is multitasking something that you want to excel at? Probably not. I mean, you should, it's better to just focus on one thing, complete that, move on to the next task. But going on, women tend to be more organized and efficient. And we are not afraid to ask for help. Mm -hmm. And women are generally better at communicating. Now, on that note, let me say this. If there's anything I've learned in my 43 years, it is that this is a glaring example of how different men and women are wired. Mm. Things that will eat at me and drive me insane that are probably not significant, he is able to just roll on by. You know what I mean? Like We're yeah. just wired differently that yes. way. Like We're more in-depth about relationship things and specifically the men of my past are kind of like that's done and over with why are you still thinking about it and i'm not saying all women are like that either but or that not that men aren't because there are men out there that right. are like that right but just how we process information and how it affects our day-to-day -day, mm -hmm. men and women are significantly different absolutely i've heard it in the past where men's brains are made up of boxes Right. And they can put something in this box and put it over here and something in that box and put it over there. Women's brains are tangled wires. Oh, fuck. That makes total sense. You know, where everything kind of has to do with everything, yeah. you know, and I'm, I am not saying scatterbrain. I'm not saying that at all, but I've heard that from somewhere. Somebody please back me up because it's on the internet somewhere. Yeah. The boxes, wires thing. I've, I've heard that yep. somewhere. And Again, not all women's brains are a certain way and not all men's brains are a certain way. It's, it's just, we're just different in things. And there are things that I overthink or carry on in my brain or whatever. And I can't get over that, that you get over mm -hmm. quickly on things. Mm -hmm. And it's just, right. it's just a back and forth. Yeah. And I overthink the shit out of things. And I don't think all women are like me in that aspect. I and I don't, I mean, I think there's probably men that overthink things. I mean, case in point are your husband and wife. Mm -hmm. I don't even know what to call them. <laughs> Our friends. I don't, all of the above. Yeah. Where, where it would seem like from the outside that, that Carly is more like me, like do the thing, move on from the thing. Right. And, and maybe Bill is a little bit more like you, like, God, I need to think about this a little bit longer. I do think that husband two and I are very similar in the way our thought processes work. I think so. And um, again, that's totally from the outside. Yeah, I'm probably yeah. way up. Well, but listen, I'm, no, it's a lot. I mean, my wife says this all the time. It's very easy to observe things from the outside when mm -hmm. you're not involved in it. Mm -hmm. uh, I think that she overthinks things as well. Okay. I think she just hides it better than me. Oh, you know what I mean? Or she okay. doesn't talk about it as much. Okay. I think she just overthinks it in her head, processes it, and then moves on. You know what I mean? It's not quite mm -hmm. the same process that yeah. maybe I have for overthinking. Yeah. I do think she overthinks a little bit about things. But then she gets to a point and then. Yeah. And then she's like, okay, well, I'm it, done with this. Puts it in the box and yeah. sets it aside. So, yeah. but yes, I do think on some things. And mm -hmm. she's very much more comfortable in the things she enjoys vocalizing those. Oh, yeah. And for sure. Let me just insert a little snippet. 
my wife and I are doing a podcast called Corsets and Cages that will hopefully drop the first or second week in March, Mm -hmm. where we will talk about all things that make you uncomfortable and sex, poop, all the (laughs) things. All the things. All the things. Polyamory. I mean, we're going to go over all of it. Mm -hmm. So just a little side note, a little promo for that. I'm excited for that as well. Back to female-led relationships. This was really supposed to be geared more towards my ladies. I think it was more important to get an Mm all-encompassing. But is a female-led relationship right for you? The most common question I get is, how do you not make it feel like work? Or Mm. how... How how do you not get overwhelmed? I don't want to I don't want it to be like I have another child. Right. And my biggest suggestion for that and part of my a ladies group that we had a discussion, I, I mean, it is work. You do have to put effort into it. But you have to put effort into any relationship. And I think my biggest takeaway from that was it shouldn't maybe feel like work. You should enjoy what you're doing. So it shouldn't feel like work. Right. But yes, it is going to take work right. or it's going to take right. being intentional about how you live this this relationship. Right. And uh, okay, I'm not comparing the two, but I'm saying there's you put work into brushing your teeth. Right. You know, you you put work into making dinner. You put work into anything, driving a car, mm-hmm. mowing the lawn, getting dressed raising kids. I don't know. You put effort into all the things, right? Mm-hmm. And you will only get out what you, you put, put in. into something, mm-hmm. right? I agree. So if you put nothing into mowing the lawn, you're not going to get the lawn mowed. Mm-hmm. You know, so if you put nothing into a relationship, you're not going to get anything out of it. Right. So every relationship is work. Does right. a female-led relationship feel like more work? Maybe until you wrap your head around exactly what it entails. Mm-hmm. Some of the benefits that I get out of our relationship is I am kind of spastic if I don't have control of things, I think. <laughs> I mean, it's, I think it's really in my nature to be a dominant female. Mm-hmm. However, it has taken me a long time to get to a point where I realize exactly what that means. Some of the benefits are he's really attentive to me and pays attention to my needs and sometimes mm-hmm. knows what I need before I need it. Mm-hmm. And okay, this is a little bit of personal information. Uh, my entire life, I have been mo- most of my young life into my 30s. I was on Prozac because I don't, it, for whatever reason, I needed it or I thought that I needed it. And it's interesting because I was with you for probably a year and I stopped taking it mm-hmm. and I haven't been back on it since. Mm-hmm. And we have gone through some shit. Absolutely. Holy fuck. Have we gone through some mm-hmm. shit? And I don't know if it's because of the dynamics of our relationship. If I've grown as a person, I mean, there are probably a ton of contributing factors. I'm not mm-hmm. saying that, you know, you're better than my antidepressant, mm-hmm. but I think that this relationship has been, fundamental to me not being on that anymore or not feeling like I needed it Mm -hmm. or maybe my mindset has changed and I've become more confident in myself, which I totally attribute to this dynamic. Absolutely. So these are just some of the benefits that I feel I get Mm -hmm. from a female-led relationship. Easy tips to tiptoe into a female-led relationship. Start small with small tasks that you can assign. I have a big issue with chores specifically because I want them done my way because Mm -hmm. my way is the right way, obviously. I can't possibly do them correctly. No, I mean dishes. There's so many ways you can do them. And if he's not going to do them my way, then he can't do them. Well, wash, rinse, repeat. Interestingly enough, 
<laughs> I think it's all about how you assign the task. Mm -hmm. I mean, if you really want to get your toes wet into or your feet wet into a female-led relationship, be specific about the details of how you want the chore done and see how that makes you feel. Mm -hmm. See if, you know, or it can be as simple as requiring him to open the car door for mm -hmm. you or open doors at a store for you. Mm -hmm. I mean, it can be so simple. You just kind of have to be creative about how you do it and tiptoe into it. Start small and work your way up. These dynamics are always evolving, always evolving. Touch base weekly, maybe more in mm -hmm. the beginning on how you feel things are going mm -hmm. and things like that. It's a bumpy road, but I mean, it can be bumpy. It absolutely can be bumpy, but like like you just said, if you're 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 you know checking in weekly on things, that's the communication aspect of it. You're you're constantly working together to figure out how to overcome anything. And and just quickly going back to you know we've been through some shit. You know, even just a quick for instance, how many divorces came out of the COVID shutdown? A lot. I was thinking about that. You too. know what I mean? We spend a lot of fucking time together. Like yeah. we were just in Florida together, yep. all the things. And never once did I think, Jesus Christ, I need a fucking time out from him. We Not were once. we were in the same house for two months straight. Mm -hmm. And I don't know that I ever felt that I had to go to a different part of the house. Mm -hmm. Well, we weren't always in the same part of the house, but yeah, right, I mean, but that we was were just, always, yeah. right, we were doing things or whatever, but that yep. had nothing to do with, with attention or anything. I think that um, I think that we went through that whole shutdown thing phenomenally. I do too. And and handled all the things that came up. And there were some things that, that came up as far as money, to be honest, mm -hmm. you know, and we had to make a shit ton of sacrifices on things. But I think we did extremely well through that whole thing. And fuck, I'd do it again if needed to be, if needed to be, right? Yeah. So, and I mean, add to that, we had all the kids home trying to do yes. distance learning. And yep. my 13 year old, well, at the time, 12 was horrible. Yeah. I mean, it was ridiculous. It was not a good fit for him. Distance right. learning was not a good fit for him. Right. It was a constant battle. And that's probably for a lot of kids for yeah. that thing. And man, what a, what a struggle on both sides with the teachers trying to figure mm -hmm. out how to do this shit with a couple oh, of weeks notice. For sure. You know yeah. what I mean? Agreed. So... You know, that was, a, that was a tough time for everybody, but you know, the, I feel like we went through it really well. And that's just a testament to our, that's just a testament to who we are as a couple. Yes, I agree. So just kind of to sum it up, mm -hmm. what a female led relationship is, it's where the female takes the lead. It's matriarchy instead of patriarchy, which mm -hmm. is a total upside down than what right. society's used to. So you may need to get ready for some kickback. Mm -hmm. However, it's on your level. Yeah. So whatever that is, you know, if it's yep. just you're taking care of the money or you're locking them in a dog cage for the weekend. I don't know. Anywhere in between. Yeah. Yep. You know, there's no, there's no, you know, complete, this is how you have to do it. It's, mm -hmm. It ha absolutely has to do with you as a couple and, and how you want to run yours. It also doesn't need to, I mean, you can be a very nurturing Dominant. Mm -hmm. You can be very nurturing. Absolutely. I think that is another big misconception. So, you know, it's you run the relationship, but you also sit down and communicate with how, mm -hmm. how you both want that relationship to work mm -hmm. and what you're looking for out of that relationship. Absolutely. You kind of touched on being a submissive, mm -hmm. what that means to you, mm -hmm. 
think at the end of the day, the best thing about a female-led relationship is you just keep exploring and keep learning and mm-hmm. it keeps evolving. Absolutely. And really the first step is just being open enough to give it a go. Because mm-hmm. holy fuck, I say this all the time. 10 years ago, I never thought I would be sitting in this place that I am talking to you about mm-hmm. these things. With cameras blazing. Yeah. <laughs> I think that sums up everything. If you have any questions. For either of us. For either of us. Mm-hmm. Yes. Back to the owl really quick to the owl app. I also would like to try and figure out a way for maybe you, mm-hmm. my husband, mm-hmm. to get set up on that. If anyone wants to get in touch with him. Yeah. So I'm actually, I'm actually set up on my side of things as far as like, you know, the social media stuff and podcasting and mm-hmm. all that kind of I, like I have that. Set, well, almost set up, right? We just so, don't know if we want to intermingle the two. Yeah, but if you're a listener, like this is the inside scoop thing, mm-hmm. right? If you're a listener, you can contact me there or fuck, you can email me through Christine if you want. I mean, mm-hmm. whatever whatever it is. Mm-hmm. So I'm absolutely available on whatever level. Yeah. So Because you're a good subby. Is it good? Don't judge me. This is a judge-free, judgment-free <laughs> not, zone. Not judging. I just asked a question. That's always good in my head. Good. Ooh. Did that go in bed, though? I don't know. We don't do penis and vagina anymore. No. really don't. <laughs> and that's okay. I need a hysterectomy. Um, <laughs> Anywho. Yeah. I mean, totally off topic. Sorry about that. Back Not to you. Sorry. Yeah. I know this is housekeeping and it should be at the beginning, but just to wrap it up, because I'm, I am I think the biggest takeaway that I had from podcast was that I really want to connect with you more mm-hmm. and not you, my husband, you who's listening, mm-hmm. because I appreciate the people that take the time. Out mm-hmm. of, I appreciate that you take the time out of your day to listen to this podcast, mm-hmm. even when I ramble. And I'm really enjoying the connections. So Mm -hmm. that is my driving force going forward is to be educational, offer tips and tricks. And of course, we'll still probably throw some beatings in there and things like that. Just Mm -hmm. whatever. You know what I just thought about? What? I would love to hear or read on your social media where you, the listener, are listening to this podcast. Mm-hmm. Maybe this episode or in general, like where are are you? Is it your commute to work, to and from work? Is it uh, on a jog? Is mm-hmm. it cleaning house? Is it? I, I don't. I don't know. Where I'm are you? Fascinated when- where you are right now, good and and friendly listener. Where are you when we nestle into your ears? Yeah, that would be interesting. Mm-hmm. That would be interesting. I just love learning about you. So Mm -hmm. at the end of the day, I am really interested in connecting more with you and learning more Mm -hmm. about you. Thank you for taking the time to listen to my podcast. I genuinely Mm -hmm. appreciate you. Mm -hmm. Feel free to reach out if you want to connect. And thanks for hanging out while we kind of gain our footing Mm -hmm. and keep going. Mm -hmm. And if you have something you want to hear us talk about, hit me up. I think uh, just throwing this out there that I may course or order my subby to appear a little bit more on here with me because I think mm-hmm. our conversations are much more 
insightful mm-hmm. when we're together than yeah. when I'm sitting here staring at myself. So, and there's two seats in this little booth now, mm-hmm. and Marina said we should. So <laughs> here we are. We listen to everything Marina says. Accidental <laughs> swingers. Good peeps. Good peeps. Mm-hmm. Thank you for listening. Have a fantastic week. Be a good human being. And chat soon. Thank you so much for listening today. I genuinely appreciate your time. If you happen to have any questions, all of my contact information is in the show notes of this and every episode. Don't hesitate to reach out. Also, in the show notes, there is a link to my Patreon, where your support is incredibly appreciated. Patrons have access to advanced and extra content from this and other podcasts that we produce, FLR consulting via messages and video, and input on the production of each podcast. There is also a link to my OnlyFans page. My fans on that platform have access to almost daily posts of photos and videos of me and me torturing my subby, full and sample erotic audios, and other posts. OnlyFans is now the safe place where you can order custom erotic audios, videos, and photos. Mention that you heard it on this podcast for a 10% discount. Most importantly, though, if you have the option to rate and review my podcast on the platform you listen to it on, please do. Good ratings and reviews help boost my podcast in the charts so that more and more people are able to hear what I have to say about the lifestyle. Until next week, be good to yourself and each other.